Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One, two, three, the Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hi there, it's Kieran here again with Brutally Delicious, reviewing the self-titled album from Californian cave dwellers, Depigus. A Depigus is the term for a congenital deformity in which a human develops an extra set of legs and pelvis, and the band carry this penchant for biological curiosity in their lumbering stride. Depigus is an endearing oddball entity in the modern metal landscape, and while for me personally, their strength and appeal have so far laid in their eccentric themes and solid application of nostalgic grisly death metal, they've risen a good few steps in the evolutionary chain with this release, and are rewarded for their experimentation. Coming just seven months after their 2023 EP Wet Market, the band has once again risen from the primordial ooze to bludgeon listeners with their third full-length album. Depigus stay true to their uncompromising aesthetic and treats us to a punishing chunk of Paleolithic death metal that unapologetically sticks to its guns while evolving musically to deliver more than just grunt. Comparisons can be made to early 90s horror-obsessed death metal acts like Impetigo and Autopsy sonically and with modern contemporaries like Fulci and Tenebrae who have crafted a nostalgic sound dripping in gore and peppered with movie sound bites to amplify the atmosphere. Depigus alternatively dwell in a mire of horror that is rooted in the earth, albeit through a distinctly ancient lens. Songs feature static-filled sound clips that echo recollections of cannibals, yetis and sasquatches, murmuring recounts of ghostly happenings like fractured pieces of a doomed expedition, and warm analogue synthesizers were neatly in the mix, heightening the eerie sense of dread. The carefully curated chaos captures perfectly the mood of a 70s cult exploitation horror movie and Depigus sound at their most grimy and dangerous. The album sounds like it's been long buried and exhumed from the deepest recesses of the prehistoric world. Much like the preceding decaying body of work, this album is a creature feature, an anthology of tracks surrounding obscure folklore, grotesque life forms and prehistoric oddities, reveling in the unknown and obscene and documenting biological terrors beyond comprehension. One of the band's guitarists and bassists studied zoology in school, and this can be attributed to the fully realised and explored thematic framework that drives Depigus. I noticed right away as I plunged into the album for the first time that the production sounded drier than the band's previous albums. There's a l- less of a humid, squelchy quality to the carnage, and instead the sound is cavernous and almost subterranean. Clarissa still provides fittingly monstrous vocals, but they appear more distant, as if they were spewed forth from inside a cave, perhaps as a sermon to the stony-faced creatures that populate the album's cover. The sound is all round a little more stripped back, as the off-kilter lead riffs employ exotic minor scales to bring an ancient quality to that riffage that perfectly captures the primitive setting, and the lead work is at its most dexterous and inventive yet. 
The prominent guitar lines are given room to breathe amidst the stripped-back production. However, the riffs remain angular and dissonant, and the outcome is just as filthy as ever. The eerie, skeletal, dual guitar harmonies creep menacingly and evoke feelings of the guitar work, kind of like Autopsy's Mental Funeral album, which is, in my opinion, a textbook example of powerful, minimal production in death metal. The layering of the instrumentation and synth work creates an atmosphere that remains suffocating and dreadful, while more esoteric than its predecessors. The production sounds organic, while under the sticky layer of swampy primordial film, the band showcases competent and progressive songwriting that really propels them beyond just another knuckle-dragging death metal act. While both Wet Market and Bushmeat are characterised with a more relentless, fast-paced opening half and a largely creeping, doom-centred back end, this album really mixes things up a lot more as songs pulse and swell organically. The drum performance is dynamic and varied, interlocking jilted rhythms with grinding blasts and slow tribal pummeling. And the bass work is one of the album's highlights in my opinion, as the punchy bass really cuts through the mix and demands attention at the forefront of most of the riffs. The guitar sound is a little thinner this time around, but the beefed up bass ensures that no power and attack is lost. The really noteworthy bass performance conjures another autopsyism in my mind, as it reminds me of the killer bass sound on Severed Survival. The big low end adds another layer of murk to the trudging doomy passages, and an almost punk-inspired momentum to the high-octane grinding riffs. Depygus is really at their most dynamic and intelligent on this record. Now, the ninth and longest track on Depygus' self-titled album is my pick of the acts, as a culmination of everything the band is throwing at the listener throughout the album, and it showcases their most fully realised composition yet. The layers of synth, sound bites, and guitars swirl and intertwine as the track builds, and the big crushing bass stomp crescendo pl- pays off in a wave of primal catharsis. Every time I listen, I can't wipe the caveman scowl off my face as I feel myself devolving into pre-human form. The interlude has become a fixture in Depygus' discography, experimenting with unsettling soundscapes and giving an uneasy breather to listeners mid-album. Bug Sounds 2, uh, Mega Australis, is given its title by the species of giant worm native to Australia. I'm both proud of my homeland getting a mention and disconcerted at the writhing earworm, pun completely intended, that pairs ominous minimal synth a la George Romero soundtrack with insectoid noises. The album didn't hit me with the immediacy that Wet Market, or particularly their previous album Bushmeat, did. However, with each repeat listen, I would find another point of interest to sink my teeth into. There's a lot of replay value here, and I think Depygus has achieved a perfect balance of thoughtful, fleshed-out songwriting, while never compromising on the primal, bestial energy they offer. I think a band's self-titled album often acts as an important landmark in their career, whether it be to reinvent or solidify their identity, and Depygus has used this to deliver an excellent defining record. While their brand of visceral death metal doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel, it doesn't have to, and the band has carved a distinct niche for themselves in the death metal bedrock. We can be thankful that we don't have to live in Depyga's twisted depiction of a horrifying prehistoric world, but at least we have the pleasure of listening in from afar. I couldn't recommend this album enough, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what the band has to offer in the future. This is Kieran again with Brutally Delicious, and thanks for listening. 
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.